In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. Today uh, we have Zacchaeus Sunday, which is your cue in the Orthodox Church to remember that Lent isn't that far away. And so we'll begin Lent on um, really a, a month from now, but there'll be a few other fasting weeks. And so it's, begin to, it's time to begin to think about repentance and forgiveness and, and the things that we do as, as Orthodox Christians as we uh, empty ourselves so that we can be filled with Christ. Now, Zacchaeus is an interesting uh, character presented in the gospel today, and I want to focus on one aspect of his repentance that uh, doesn't have much to do with him seeing Jesus or Jesus seeing him, but has to do with the image that he presents to us of what repentance is. So you remember that Zacchaeus is a tax collector and he's wealthy and that it's understood that uh, based on what he says at the end that he defrauds people, that he is a powerful man who abuses his power and that in abusing his power this causes a lot of suffering to those whom he takes more than he's supposed to um, as, a, as a tax collector. When Jesus desires to go to Zacchaeus' house because he sees him in the tree, they go and Zacchaeus has a conversion. He has a total flip around where uh, before he was someone who would, was unjust and someone who was essentially a uh, power-hungry robber. Uh, imagine all those people if as he's taking more I don't know, um, well, we're not near, quite near the tax time yet, but many of us just get upset paying our dues and taxes, you know, what the law says. But imagine if there was individuals who could come around and extort more from us. Uh, well, I mean, perhaps you feel like there are those too. <laughs> um, however, no one's ever liked paying taxes, apparently. I don't know why. So... In this case, he, it's clear that when Jesus comes into his house, he says very clearly that he is going to restore fourfold whatever he has extorted from anybody. Now, this is an instance of uh, not only is he going to give them back, he's going to give them fourfold as much back. This is an image of, of what we would call restitution. It's, the law actually doesn't call for him to do what he's doing. Uh, in other words, his heart, if we were to tease it out, his heart has gone from something that was somewhat greedy and self-centered, somewhat centered on his own power and his own needs, his own ability to build wealth and possibly his family legacy and whatever else goes through people's mind who, uh, like Zacchaeus, he's a small person, and as a small person on the inside, he's, 
had a dramatic flip. All of a sudden, sudden, he's not just worried about fulfilling the law or the letter of the law, but he's actually kind of flipped it. Now he's generous. He's willing to give more than is necessary to make up for his personal failings and to make up for the pain and suffering, if you will, of the people who he defrauded. So in our culture, we often very easily think about forgiveness as something very simple and easy. Um, and I think as Christians, we do this a lot too. We say, God, forgive me. And sometimes we come to confession, we say, God, forgive me. And it's very easy. There's a sense that some of us may have pain. Some of us may plan on changing our ways or at least desire that. But some of us just also know that it's a formality. I've sinned. I'll probably do it again. I'm probably going to continue doing it. But, you know, God, forgive me. You know me. <laughs> That's how I am, right? This is some ways how we, we think. But Zacchaeus' image of repentance gives us this idea that there might be something more that we have to do. Because it's not simply asking for forgiveness or, even worse, simply saying he's sorry. He then goes on to make restitution. And in our lives, we also accordingly, if we want to be forgiven for God, are sometimes required this sort of attitude and behavior. In other words, it's not enough to ask to be forgiven for sins we're also asked to pursue the virtues. So whatever the opposite of our sin is, we're meant to naturally pursue that. So I'm greedy. You should practice generosity to fight against yourself. Do you feel like you're envious? Well, you have to consciously work against that. But even more than just the work, sometimes we have to go beyond in our apologies. It's not enough to simply say, you're sorry. But with pain of heart, occasionally, we have to go and make amends. We have to do whatever we can to bring a person, to humble ourselves before a person, to show that it's not just us flippantly thinking that we can be forgiven, but that actually not only are we sincere, um, but we're willing to humble ourselves. This, of course, is, is hard, and it's counterintuitive for many of us, but this is what happens at least today when Zacchaeus encounters Christ. And so what we want to think about is that we all, and we just had house blessing season, we've all invited, most of us have invited Jesus to our home. We've invited him to dwell with us. We've invited him to abide in us. And he has invited us to partake of him, to grow in him, to come to know him. And because of that, we will have to repent because to take in the Lord means to change our ways. But then it gets to the more specifics. 
What has the Holy Spirit raised up in your life to repent of? What do you feel ashamed of? What passions have hold of your life? Acknowledge them. Fight against them by picking the opposite virtue and working diligently. If you are judgmental, work towards being forgiving. We could go through all these examples. If you are judgmental, work towards being forgiving. If you are greedy, work towards being generous. We've already said that. Um, what are some other examples? If you are prone to anger, do the work necessary, whether it requires counseling, whether it requires uh, going to confession, whether it requires falling down and getting up again a hundred times, do the work necessary to become patient, to become slow to wrath. The scriptures give us these images of virtues and passions, and we're called to a virtuous life. At the end of today's gospel, uh, Jesus says that, tells us that salvation has come to the house of Zacchaeus. If we're willing to invite Christ into our lives, into our hearts, we also have to be willing in our repentance to sometimes make restitution. And this is how many of us will be saved in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Christ is in our midst. Amen.